Welcome back to Are You Wearing Pants? where we check in via Zoom on personalities in the advertising and media world to find out how they're coping professionally and personally during the pandemic and the harsh long-term lockdowns we're all experiencing. As we record this podcast, much of New South Wales and Victoria are still in hard lockdown after many months. And news of Australia's tough lockdown rules are making headlines around the world. So how are we all coping working from home? How are we managing balancing family and work life? And how's our mental health doing? In this episode, we caught up with Bastion Creative's Client Service Director, Kath O'Shea, who tells us how she and Australia's largest independent agency are coping through the pandemic, balancing life as a single parent working from home while still looking after all her demanding clients. How are you? Good, Dan. You can see us. Can we see you or you don't want to do that? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Of course you can. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. There are we you? go. Oh, God. Yeah, I've, I've got an opinion on that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, now, um, you remember Nick? You've, you've, yeah, yeah, I totally remember uh, how Nick. How are you? Yeah, good, Nick. Good. Oh, that's good. It would be a lot more fun if we could be having this chat over lunch somewhere, you know? Tell me about it. <laughs> I know. I'm going to miss it. So, a bit of housekeeping. We're, we've got a couple of podcasts, actually, and we thought this one might be good as not necessarily as a bit of fun, but certainly is a, a bit of a light-hearted look at what's going on out there with everybody and how they're all coping. And we, what we wanted to do was try and not just talk to the creatives, because yeah. obviously the Creative Relay, which our podcast is, is centred on the creatives, yeah. there's a massive industry and everybody's out there doing, you know, we're all in this together. So we just wanted to get a good idea of how everybody's role in this industry has been affected and in a good or bad way and and also just get a vibe on what people are thinking what people are feeling and we really wanted to get you on because f- apart from anything i love talking to you <laughs> we wanted to, to know what it's like so before we go any further would you mind just introducing yourself and tell us what you do yes of course kath o'shea is my name and i am the client services director at bastion creative which used to be banjo but we've gone through a few name iterations over the last three years so bastion is uh, yeah, the email signatures keep changing. They keep changing and the logos keep changing too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's making lots of money out of the rebranding. Yes, us actually. Yeah, right. Us per se, but I mean, that's interesting part of Bastion is that there's 11 agencies all in the world of communications that do lots of different things. So our philosophy is think wide and um, mm-hmm. and Bastion, now us, Banjo, becoming Bastion Creative. It's obviously the creative arm. Yeah. And then we have Bastion Films and we have... Um, Bastion, you know, reputation type management and we have, you know, our PR arm is Bastion Amplify and so there's all these businesses. So we have actually been, the creative part has been working on the redesign and um, and the redesign oh, of this. But uh, yeah, Bastion is actually the largest independent agency in this country. How many people are at Bastion? About 250 people across Sydney, Melbourne and LA. Mm, wow. Yeah. Going global. That's fantastic. And it's grown as it's, as these changes have been happening. Has the agency been growing as well in terms of headcount? The agency has been growing. There has been 45 new hires in the oh, last year. Okay. That's fantastic. So the way we've been doing these uh, interviews is we focus a little bit on your world, your 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 own personal setup, how you're coping. Yeah. Then we come out a bit and look at and you know, how the agency and then the group and then you know maybe a bit about the industry as a whole. So yeah, sure. first of all, we we can see that you're not at the office. So everybody at Bastion working at home, are they? Yes. Yes, everybody is working quite successfully at home. I was going to say, how are you coping? Yeah, I mean, coping okay. I, I mean, it's a little tough to complain, you know, from the glorious shores of Sydney. <laughs> it, it's uh... <laughs> Whereabouts are you, by the way? 
<laughs> in McMahon's point. Oh, you can't complain mm. about that. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I mean, it's it's very easy to to wander outside and, and find a hubside park to you know take some deep breaths. And have you got a good setup there? Are you in a house with kids, dogs, <laughs> husbands? What what have you got there with you? <laughs> oh, oh, Daniel, making that sound a lot more interesting than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am here with a uh, a 16-year-old teenager girl, her chihuahua, who, Hmm. you know, they move in pairs, those two. Yeah. And um and our oversized Russian cat who's seven kilos. Whoa. Yeah, she's yeah that's a big cat. That's a big cat. I mean, she's four times the size of the chihuahua. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and how's the homeschooling going uh, with the 16-year-old? She's in year yeah. 10 or 11 or? She's in year 11. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's quite a thing. There is some structure to the school, thank God. Yeah. I mean, they have to be in their uniform and on wow. their Zooms at 8.15 every day. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'm getting a, an email and a text saying that, you know, Poppy is absent today. All right. What about mm. you? Are you in your pyjamas at sort of 10 a.m.? You might crawl out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I mean, come on. <laughs> Everyone's been guilty of wearing Ugg boots, right? But you can't see what's below, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it. all good. It's uh, all cool. good. Now, we're thinking of calling the podcast Are You Wearing Pants? But it's still a, a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Might be a bit inappropriate, but anyway, yeah. trying to have some funny. So from a personal point of view, are you coping and um, keeping sane? Yeah, look, we're coping. I mean, if I if I wasn't sort of experiencing lockdown through the eyes of a 16-year-old, I think I'd be coping a lot better. I, mm. I mean, it, I think it's it's definitely tough. It, it's tough to be the observer of someone else's dreams being, uh, you know, cancelled left, right and centre, you know, no parties and, and no school camps and, and just, you know, yeah. no, no living, no experiencing, no growing up. 16-year-olds aren't meant to be spending 24-7 with their parents. No. So I find that difficult. But in terms of, you know, my life and, and work, it's incredible how quickly we just adapt as humans. You know, it's every now and then it's still that jolt when you walk outside and you realise that, you know, someone crosses the road to walk on the other side <laughs> as you walk past them. You think, holy shit, you know, yeah. what, what what a dystopian world are we living in? It's just kind of crazy, but I think it's easy to forget that as well. You know, life goes on and yeah. you, you, you live, you, you talk to your friends. So we're hopefully getting towards the end of what is Sydney's second lockdown. Last year when it all first hit and, you know, we were told to go into lockdown, generally everybody was feeling a little bit like, what the fuck? This is, yeah. this is crazy shit. How does this work? Bastion sent everybody home immediately? How did that work? Bastion sent everybody home immediately. Right, okay. And I think what was quite incredible for us as a business, um, unlike no other really, was that in, in February 2020, we when COVID first hit our doors with some degree of severity, we pitched and won the tender for uh, New South Wales Health COVID-19 advertising for mm. state government. Yeah, which we worked on all the audio posts for, which was you, incredible. Yeah, to be, we, to we, be got, part we of. got the call from Mr. George Sarder and he said, can you cope? And we're like, bring it on. So it was one of the better things about that first lockdown for us that kept us busy. But uh, yes. yeah, it was a bit crazy with all that work going on. It was a lot crazy. And mm. of course, you know, having New South Wales Health as a client, we had to adhere to those standards very strictly mm-hmm. in, in terms of social distancing and people in the office and numbers in the office and, you know, all of our shooting and, and production and uh, ongoing liaisons were very much by the book. They had to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we had a, you know, it was a baptism by fire, really. Yeah, and every time there was any change in the in the pandemic, you'd have to react really quickly to that and get the communication up to speed with what was going on. And that was quite intense, just, just keeping up because the, the workload was quite high, right? And the workload was unbelievably high. Mm. And, and the turnaround on the briefs were like no other. 
And yeah, I mean, we really did have people working 24 mm. seven. We, we, we really did. And there wasn't a case of, you know, just ask the client to move out the media deadline. It, it, it was just a whole different ballgame. This is, you know, public announcements and messaging and, and, and critical for, for health message to reach general population audiences, plus, you know, business type audiences, and not to mention all of those discrete multicultural type audiences that needed different messaging and different ways of communicating. Exactly. So obviously, you've got lots of other clients. Who do you work with yourself? My biggest two clients are Cancer Institute and AMP and a number of other little clients as well. I mean, what's been astounding is that the, the level of work hasn't dropped off at all. I mean, there's never been a bit, it's never been busier ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word on the street where everybody's got a slightly different story, but certainly very busy. Yeah. Crazy busy. Yeah. From one Zoom meeting to another Teams meeting to another, it is just, it is relentless back-to-backs that you, you don't you don't have when you're working in the office. No. You know, you, you do have that time to get up and wander around and have a laugh. And it's a, it's, it's a whole new set of challenges, particularly as a, a suit. You know, a, a good suit, you know, needs to bring energy to to a client meeting. Um, I mean, a great suit brings coffees as well, let's face it. <laughs> and, and, and an exceptional suit takes you out for lunch. Yeah. Um, I like all those things, you know, I, 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 I kind of like being on the streets. I like sort of being walking up and down the, uh, the halls of client offices and, and having spontaneous conversations and, and meeting people and, and engaging. And, you know, when you're in these endless Zoom and team meetings, it's really hard to deliver that level of service or rather just it, it, that way of being. It's, you know, I, th- I think good suits are born, not made in, in that sense. Have you found, obviously, we're all getting used to Zoom and some of us actually know how to turn mute on and off now. So we're getting better at it. But have you found it difficult to keep those relationships how you like them? You know, before all of this, you'd be, as you say, face to face and interacting with them on a daily basis in the same room. Now you're doing this all over the phone or Zoom or email. How is that going as a suit to keep those client relationships? Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Do you? I mean, I don't know if you've you've heard this because you you aren't suits, but we, you know, there was was always this old adage that as the agency partner, we were the best part of the client's day, you know. (laughs) They had all of these other issues going on and then they'd meet the agency and it'd be fun and there'd mm. be that sense of pizzazz and charisma and buoyancy. And we aren't, we don't play that role right now. We, we're just another meeting for their clients, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and those, where's the fun part gone? <laughs> yeah, right? The, 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 where is the fun part? The, these meetings have become, you know, very perfunctory. They're, they're, they're very transactional. I mean, you, you can tell someone's wants to get off. You can see their eyes shift. They're, they're going to a different screen. They're multitasking. I mean, yeah. are we ever, ever going to be able to have a, a another meeting again in the real world where we literally just focus on the meeting and stare someone in the eye. Yeah. Are we ever going to be able to stop multitasking and, and, and looking at our computer or, or answering an email or, or sending a text at the same time? It's a really good point. <laughs> we have had some virtual drinks that have really been, that has been the agenda of the meeting. So we have, you know, couriered out to the clients a bottle of their favourite drop during the day and it arrives, you know, at Friday at three and then we jump on a, a Teams or a Zoom at four and everyone does have a laugh and there is there for a very clear agenda and and there is no work talk. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because, you know, it, it, and that, that has really worked well and we've done that, that a few times. Hi, folks. We're going to take a very quick breather to give a shout out to a fantastic initiative that Will Alexander talks all about in our chat with him. It's called Talk Club. Talk Club is a talking and listening club for men. It's a male mental fitness movement. Talk Club is a community of men looking after each other a support network for ways to keep mentally fit. It's here to remind all men that they are not alone, that other men feel exactly the same way they do. And if we share our feelings, we can become mentally strong. Together, we can change the way we look after our mental health and end suicide. Search Talk Club Sydney on Facebook 
or go to wetalkclub.com for other clubs around the world. When I spoke to you the other day, you mentioned Bastian had initiated Happy Day. Is that what it was called? Tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, it's a really great initiative. So our uh, CEO of the CEO of Bastion, Jack Watts, he's the global CEO of the whole, the whole Bastion business, came, uh, put this initiative out to the business whereby one day a month, everybody can have a happy day. And then if that month has a public holiday in it, you can have a half day. And it's really any day that you choose to just go and do whatever makes you happy. And um, when you say happy day, it means you don't have to work that day. That's correct. Yeah, right. You don't have to work yeah. that day. Okay. No emails, no texts, no nothing. You know, you manage that with, with your clients and your colleagues, but that, that is your day. And um, and there's been a really great push from management to, to get behind that so that it's not tokenistic. Yeah. And then it actually does happen. Do you think that was spurred by concern that people that mental were health needed, or- needed a happy day? I mean, do you know if there was something behind that? I think so. I think without a doubt. I think it has become far more obvious that, that people aren't coping. And I, and I think that people aren't hiding that fact anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's always been this case in in advertising. It's a stressful industry where, you know, people have have struggled at times, but it's not been okay to say that. And, uh, you know, mental health is now a really common theme. And and I think that breakdowns are no longer reserved for the very few. (laughs) And I think that there's a whole sort of movement about, you know, stress is no longer a badge of honour, you know, and there's nothing fun about burnout. And I think that, you know, it's a global phenomenon. You you guys would have heard about, you know, last few weeks, Nike closing its corporate office for a week to give, you know, their employees a a mental health break. And and they weren't the only one. They, They followed LinkedIn, they followed Bumble, they followed Hootsuite. There's a lot of that going on in the US. I don't know whether Jack had been inspired by what's going on over there and, and the fact that we've got an agency over there that might have been closer to to what's going on. But he uh, he decided to to initiate this this one day a month and uh, that launched on the 3rd of September and we all took the same day off on that day. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was a gift. You know, it's such a great initiative because a lot of people we've spoken to, like you say, it's back-to-back Zoom meetings. Yeah. You've got something on your plate, you've got an action, but you've got a meeting coming up, you're multitasking. It seems that people are getting loaded up more and more. And some people we've spoken to have said their workloads have increased a lot because of the new way of working. Yes. And that must be loading people up. And obviously their routines are completely out of whack. You know, it's hard to get the exercise you need. It's hard to eat well. You may be drinking more. You may be day drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of those yeah. things are happening out there. So the impacts are going to be felt for everyone, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, Nick. And it's it's really interesting because before the Happy Day was introduced, Bastion had a number of other initiatives such as wellness and nutrition seminars, online meditation and yoga, weekly check-ins and, you know, endless sort of acknowledgement and appreciation of staff and what they're going through and, and you know, the, the constant effort that they're putting in. They're really good, great initiatives and definitely time and consideration given to them. But essentially, they just end up being another meeting, yeah, you know? Right. It's like, oh, Christ, I can't. I just, yes, I'd love to do that online meditation and yoga, but you've got to be kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fit that in. I'm so I'm so busy. So I think that, you know, having this day off and launching it properly, like, this is going to happen and this is going to stay. This, this is not just lockdown. Oh, okay. Right. This is right. forever. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We'll look at the sort of bigger picture in the future, but just to finish off our lockdown talk, halfway through the lockdown last year, we were in the middle of a very busy time with Bastian Banjo working on the New South Wales government COVID stuff. And we were talking to Laurie, Lawrence Cronin, yes. uh, on a Zoom, and God love him. He's such an amazing bloke. We love working he with is. him. And he's at amazing. one point I said, you know, how are you finding it? And he said, I fucking hate it. He really yeah. did not like working at home. What What do you think? Do you like it? Are you 
begging to get back in the office. Do you think you personally, are you enjoying this? And are you going to be able to maybe continue doing this when things, you know, open up? I definitely love it for half the time. <laughs> I I think, you know, we did get to a, a really great place of balance, I think, between lockdowns where we had staff in the office three days a week. Yeah. And I think that, you know, two or three days a week in the office is absolutely ideal and gone are the days of not trusting people to get shit done when they're at home. They certainly do. There's never been greater evidence of the fact that we have been hugely productive during this time. But I, Laurie has voiced that internally as well, how much he hates it. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he wants to be in the office. He wants to be walking out with, you know, his creative partner, Scott, and getting lunch every day or a beer yeah. at the pub. And, and that's the way that those guys have operated for years. So I totally appreciate that everyone has a different point of view. Yeah. But, but, but me personally, I, I, I love the balance of, of half home, half work. I think that's great. And I think what's really important is that when we decided as, as a management team to bring staff back into the office, originally two days a week and then three, we thought it's got to be the same days. It's not about just coming into the office two or three days a week. We've got to all come in at the same time. Yeah. That's the whole point, yeah. you know, is, is, is working together and being together. And those days that we were in the office were the days that we would have all of the meetings so that when we had the two days working from home, we were actually just getting stuff done. And we weren't endlessly on Zooms and Teams again. Mm. So those solitary tasks, the times where you, you may be, you know, working on something that yeah. and it, it's good to be in, in your own individual space, a quiet room. That's yeah. perfect for that. But when you're talking creative briefs and, you know, getting heads together to workshop yeah. ideas, it, it's best to be together for that, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it, Nick. That's exactly right. We spoke to a producer down in Melbourne a few months ago when they were in lockdown. She was not loving it at all. And one of her reasons was when I'm in the office, I'll go from my desk to the other end of the agency to make a cup of tea or go to the loo or buy Whatever. And in yeah. that time, she'll have three meetings. <laughs> she'll yeah. have sorted out a couple of things with somebody. Somebody will ask if you want to go for a drink after work. She'll walk back and another three meetings will happen and things will get sorted. And she'll go, now I'm on the fucking Zoom all day trying to sort out things, you know, for an hour when it would have taken five minutes in the office. Yes, <laughs> I, I can completely relate to that. Is there a particular job that you were aware that it was hugely affected by what we're all experiencing, whether it's the pandemic, the virus itself, or, or lockdown? Is there a job you can tell us about that has been affected by it in a good or bad way? Yeah, I can. I mean, I'd, I'd have to choose the, the Cancer Institute work and, and just give you a quick snapshot of what went on after we worked with you guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, for a start, it's a campaign like no other. I mean, we do believe it's a world first. We don't know of any other campaign anywhere in the world that has been as ambitious as this one in that we shot 24 TV ads over six days whilst in lockdown. Our director, uh, Jack Naylor from Collider Films, got stuck in London. Mm. So he's directing it from London. We are able to get George Sarder and a couple of creatives on the shoot. We can't allow any of the clients on the shoot. So the shoot was in Australia. In the Australia. director was in London. Yeah, in London. Uh -huh. uh, the whole thing, he's, he's directing the shoot through, you know, Q-Take technology. But, of course, it's completely out of his time zone. <laughs> so he's bleary eyed, yeah. but on it. <laughs> and then we've got four clients that we're managing for feedback and approval of every single shot. So we've got this incredible system set up whereby we're all staring down the camera, seeing exactly what the director sees with cue takes. Wow. And then after each shot, we've got an ongoing chat line on a different computer setup where 
as a suit, as the suit, and myself and my account director at the time, were just literally taking turns agreeing every shot with the client who were all feeding in their comments. Now, this live feed was also going direct to George, producer at the shoot, but he actually couldn't focus on the feed because he's actually involved in the shoot. So then there's endless calls between myself and George and Georgia Arnott, who, of course, was the ECD on it. It was quite a thing, and that was for six days, and they were long days. And you couldn't just say, oh, I'm popping off for a couple of hours. I mean, because you've, you've got to manage the approvals. You know, whereas at a shoot, you have got those downtime. You, yeah. you know what's coming up next. Yes, we had times where camera was off, but just had to be available the whole time to come back on. Yeah. That's amazing the amount of like how you've had to adapt to the situation and you've done so well to shoot all these commercials. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it's just, it was just absolutely incredible. And, and the detail within these commercials was incredible. We actually followed a, a quota. We, we had to represent the population of people who smoke in New South Wales. So... Uh, we had to capture this huge split of Aboriginal, Arabic speakers, Vietnamese speakers, Hindi speakers, Mandarin speakers, Cantonian speakers, LGBTQI+. We had to capture all that. And we had to capture all that in the art direction as well. In all the propping, we needed to make sure that we were an authentic voice. And, you know, even in the audio, even in the talent casting, the, the stuff that you guys did with us initially that went into research, you know, we had to capture all those voices. And so we've now, this campaign has come to the benchmark now for multicultural breadth within government advertising. This is like no other. And of course, we have had the wide spectrum able to do it because we have had 24 films. Were the clients sympathetic and understanding or were they frustrated and angry? How did they approach that? They were incredible. I, I think in the beginning of the shooting day one, they gave a, they fed back a lot of feedback and that was <laughs> tough because, yeah. you know, you, you just cannot have an opinion on, on whether that teacup handle faces left or right. Because, oh, God. You, know, you, you really got to just let it go. And and we we slipped quite far behind on, on day one, which was stressful. And so we, from the very start, we had to make up time. But by the end of the shoot, they were just saying, oh, yeah, that's great. No, that, that's all good. That's that's great. We got into this yeah. rhythm. I mean, when you're on nonstop, I'm talking 10-hour days, 12-hour days, you know, staring at each other like we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> You, you just get into a rhythm where you start to work out what's important and what's, what's not. I mean, it was incredibly brave of them to even sign off on this idea in the beginning. Exactly. I mean, they could easily have said, no, this is too hard. Put this on ice. Yeah, they, they could have. Which, you know, a lot of clients will, will have done during this lockdown, but they just said, go ahead, did they? Yeah, they did. They said, let's, let's keep going. I mean, it was a curveball. It was a nervous moment when we said that Jack, the director, was stuck in London. Was he there for something completely different or he hadn't gone there to part of this job? Yeah, he'd gone over to London to be with his fiance, but he oh, was right. going to come back for shooting this job, mm. but he couldn't then get back. Right. And uh, yeah, but the extra complication was that he was based in Melbourne, so he would have had to come back to Melbourne and that was a disaster. And then getting Melbourne out of Melbourne to Sydney, and he just couldn't come back. So that, that was a very nervous moment when I was told that, that Jack, uh, the recommendation would yeah. be Jack would be shooting this from London. And and of course, you know, we had to put in a lot of protocols and uh, you know assurances to the client that this is going to, we're going to pull this off. You know? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is the uh, story that really personifies what's going on out there and how we are making it work. We are still working. People are still very busy, as you said. Mm. And mm. now I think that's great that your client stood by you and pushed through and you got a great campaign out there. Obviously, looking forward now, you said you've never been busier, This certainly this year. What's 2022 looking like? A Bastion pitching madly? Have you got lots of work coming up that you think, you know, things are going to carry on like this? Yeah. 
yeah, we are pitching madly. <laughs> I, I mean, never in my career have I ever been in an agency where there's like, for example, seven pitches going on at the same time. That's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Uh, it, it really is. And we win our fair share too. We've just picked up a very big win with uh, Glencore, which is a mining and natural resources. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, we did a little little bit of work on that. Fantastic. Yeah. It's great to hear. Yeah. Well, we won that. Yeah. Beautiful. So we're madly staffing up. And, you know, that's a very big piece of business and it's a very big challenge. It's a, it's a business that's going to need to advertise to overcome reputational issues. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a mining company, but it's also the largest producer of the sustainable metals that we need to go into wind farms and phones and Teslas and God knows what else. So that's, that's a big scale. We're talking, you know, 60 second ads and big shoots and big directors and, and all of the other little bits and pieces that fall out of that. That's great. Great news. Congratulations. So, have Bastion locally for you in Sydney, have they given you any indication of what it, what is to come? If uh, we get out of this lockdown, have they said, right, we're, you know, we want everyone back and, you know, we're going to carry on bringing people back into the office? Is there any kind of idea of what they're going to do about vaccinations, for instance? Have they said we want everyone vaccinated? Well, that's a great question. I don't know about the position on vaccinations. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, it is a personal thing, but it's also companies yeah. are having to think about what they do, not just the big companies, even small companies need to go, well, what is going to be our standpoint? Yeah. They haven't mentioned anything to you yet. No, no, they haven't. No. no. Um, and in terms of going back into the office, I think the, you know, two or three days in the office thing will, will continue indefinitely. I can't see that changing. I can't see employees uh, allowing that to change, to be honest. I think there's been this uh, case now of what can be achieved by not yeah. just following a template of, of five days a week. I think that it would be a non-progressive company to to enforce that again yeah. in our industry. That's amazing yeah. that overnight, you know, when the pandemic hit, people had to suddenly trust all their staff that they would actually work when they weren't being watched, someone looking over their shoulder. So that's probably one of the single biggest changes that's happened in the workplace, hasn't it? It's quite Yeah, amazing. definitely. I mean, in terms of, yeah, working from home, working from the office, very much so. But, uh, you know, it's even wider scale. What, what's going to happen to the industry in the future with shooting? Like, yeah. but where's the glamour? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, the thing well, is, it, yeah, where's the you, you and, I, and I and Nick, you <laughs> know, we do like... Uh, socialising. We do like the events that go on. There was supposed to be a big campaign brief lunch next week, which yeah. uh, obviously been cancelled. So I can't wait to get back to those. We spoke to Esther Clarahan. I don't know yeah, if you yeah. know her. Yeah, of and obviously a lot of her business is done networking and out there seeing people yes. and, and having fun little secret meetings in pubs and so on. And she can't do that at the moment. Are you looking forward to that side of things? Oh my God, I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> I am. Good. I really am. And, and, and never more obviously so when we do have such instances where we announce a big win, like Lencore, for example, over an all-staff team meeting. Oh, everybody raise your glasses. What? I mean, it, it doesn't feel celebratory. You announce the uh, win and then everyone sort of stares at each other like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Like, usually you announce the win and then everyone goes, yay! <laughs> and it turns into a party. Yeah. You must have a big Brady Bunch on that Zoom call We've as well. We've got a very big Brady Bunch. Hundreds of them. You know? <laughs> It's, it's, it's an odd, it's a, it's a shallow win. You, you can't actually let your hair down and, and, and end up having stupid conversations at stupid hours of the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what this injury is all about, right? <laughs> exactly. I think that we're, we're all missing that side of things and let's hope we do get back to that sometime soon. But we'd like to thank you very much for coming on and telling us a bit about your world. Yeah, thanks, It Kat. sounds like things are going very well for you and for Bastion. So well done, everybody there. Yeah. Um, everybody listening. Congratulations on the 
latest win. Thank you. We hope we will see people back in our suite. You know, we're missing we're missing our our clients in the studio with us, and we can't wait till we've got your smiling face sitting behind us. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more fun sitting in there with you guys yeah. than uh, than looking down the line. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck with everything, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us. Absolute pleasure, Dan. Absolute pleasure, Nick. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Kat. All right. Have a great one. Bye. Talk to you again. Bye. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au. 